0: and welcome to the Star Wars Rebels After Show here on AfterBuzz TV, Season 3, Episode 2, or 1, depending on how you're counting, since we just found out that last week's episode is technically being counted as a movie in some places. We'll be breaking down the episode and telling you all of our thoughts and predictions for the future in a moment, so stick around. You're
1: tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion,
0: AfterBuzz
1: TV. And now, let the buzz begin!
0: I told myself I was gonna say the episode title this week because I totally forgot to last week and then I was like oh man the last week was considered a movie what is this? Yeah no we were just so (laughs) thrown off by the whole numbering situation. Yes exactly exactly so technically apparently Steps Into Shadow is a movie and this week The Holocrons of Fate is Episode one? I don't know. Question mark? Yeah. Maybe. No, I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah. But but yeah, I, we were we were
1: mentioning it earlier. What a delightfully nerdy title! It is
0: <laughs> the Holocrons of Fate. <laughs> oh, this is gonna be. Fun. It's going to be a great time. Here we are hanging out. I've got Megan with me. Megan, where can people find you on the internet? You guys can tweet at me at the manguin. That's T H E M E N G U I N. And I'm Emma Five. I can be found all over the internet wherever Emma Fives are sold. At my name, Emma Five. I really feel like I should have a life. Right now, <laughs> there I should feel be like, a battle happening. I, I know.
1: I like. I kind of feel the urge to fight something. I know. I don't know
0: who or what, but some somebody needs to be fought right yeah, now. <laughs> I totally agree. And I mean, this is the thing: is like the prequels don't necessarily get all that much love, but there were a couple really great things that came out of the prequels. Number one, this, this song. Absolutely. And at number the top two, of the list. Darth Maul. Yeah. Was heavily featured in this episode, though no longer Darth. He's simply just mom. This is is still happening. (laughs) Uh, For everyone who is watching us live, uh, you can tweet at us using that hashtag #ABTVRebels. We will be monitoring that. If you have any uh, questions, thoughts, etc., that you want to share during the episode, a lot of people shared stuff with us ahead of time, which we'll be addressing closer to the end of the episode. And we do also have that live chat on uh, the YouTubes. So if uh, you have any things you want to say there, we're we're there too. Megan, what did you think of this episode? I I feel like very Oh, Aww. it stopped. <laughs> I oh was like God. with the music. Oh, there it is. I was like I feel a lot of pressure to like get really like emotional about <laughs> this episode. Intense. Yes. <laughs> just like this
1: song is intense. Yes. The series is intense. It, it is really, intense. <laughs> it hit the ground running with
0: this episode. Seriously.
1: I, the second he walked into the um the hologram, I like into the into frame, I was just like Damn, you they did not waste any time. It was like the series just smacked me in the face with like, hey, you know that thing
0: you thought was going to be like maybe 10 episodes in?
1: Nope, here you go.
0: Yeah, no, I totally agree. Well, I mean, we saw them all in the previews for this season. So I, I knew we were going to see him. That that was not a surprise. Yeah, that wasn't a question. And there's no yeah. way that they were going to bring him back at the end of last season and then be like, ah, you know what, we're done. <laughs> no, I mean, what what
1: purpose would um. it serve to bring a character like Maul back right. to mm. not kill him off and then just
0: let him wander the universe? No, that's nah. pointless. No, totally, totally. But I was surprised that he came back quite so quickly.
1: Yeah, I kind of felt like we were going to have a few more episodes with, like, family Mm -hmm. stuff. Or a little bit more of Thrawn. Yeah. uh, Because we just got introduced to him, too. Uh, And it's a really good way, because I think Probably because so many people were excited for Thrawn Mm -hmm. to come back, it was an important reminder. Hey, Thrawn's not the only thing we have going
0: in this universe right now. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, and I and uh, and I knew immediately too. Like even even though yes, like before I saw the episode, I had heard uh, buzzings about the internet uh, that uh, (laughs) Maul had returned in this episode. But uh, even like in that scene at the beginning when uh, Hera like. Broadcasts the transmission, and they're like, "Hera, we found out. Like, there's a there's another Inquisitor, and he's after us. He knows where the ghost is." And she's like, "Yeah, it's not not an Inquisitor." <laughs> yeah, Star Wars Rebels is really good at the. It's good at
1: the slow build reveal, but it's also really good at the abrupt villain introduction. Totally, like even when they first. I introduced the Grand Inquisitor. It was like, hello, you've fallen into my trap. I'm the Grand Inquisitor. I'ma kill you now. And here it, yeah. it, it was very similar. It's like, hello, remember me, I'm Death Maul. I've captured all your friends.
0: Yeah. Off screen. No, totally <laughs> true. <laughs> but I thought it was super like I thought the interactions between the ghost crew and Maul on board the ship were super
1: interesting. Yeah, it was extremely compelling. Um it, I, I almost wish we had gotten to see him take over the ship. Sure. And like, and so, because it just felt so jarring for him to be like, oh, yeah, they're all captured
0: because we know yeah, they're all badass. Exactly. Is. Well, and, and I mean, basically, you know, so he's, we went, by the time we see him, he's already on the ship and he's already captured the crew of the ghost. And they're all just kind of in that little like common room area behind the the sort of pilot cockpit. And or the bridge, I, I, it's probably more appropriate. I don't know. It's not that big a ship, um, but uh, uh, but yeah. It, and 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 I agree. It's like, how did we all get here? And, and and especially because when they were being held captive, I mean, what what else can you really do? But they did all seem pretty like calm about it. Yeah. I... I... It's one of those things where they're already
1: formulating a strategy to get out of this scenario and flying off the handle isn't going to help things. Although you have to love Hera, you know, even, even when their ship has been taken over, she's like, like, would you please give me a tour? And she's like, I can
0: show you where the airlock is downstairs if you want to show yourself out. (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, uh, and I mean, there was that very creepy scene where he kind of like, read her mind that was oh. extremely uncomfortable
1: oh gosh yeah it was like the uh the kylo ren torture scene in uh-huh. the force awakens yes when he's torturing poe like yeah no anytime you use the force to like torture someone and extract information it's always like
0: oh this is so uncomfortable <laughs> yeah yeah uh and timberwolf in the chat says i loved the scene where maul tapped into Hera's mind uh and wrote out the entire uh, quote for us of, I don't suppose it would be rude of me to request a tour of your ship, would it? Well, the airlock is down there if you want to see yourself out. <laughs> so good. And then and then you have to hand it to
1: him, too, in return. Like, that wasn't just a funny or throwaway line. He ended no. up using mm-hmm. it.
0: Absolutely. Just like, oh, shoot. <laughs> uh, yes, Kiki Lopez. I was just about to bring that up. Uh, so when when Maul was reading Hera's mind and was like oh you know everything about Kanan Jarrus or should I use his real name and with it before he even said it I just got like chills we had a moment oh it was horrible but it was awesome <laughs> and uh yeah so if you guys have not read uh the uh Star Wars Kanan comics I mean, like, make sure you're in a good emotional place before you read it because it's like real sad. <laughs> uh, He's had a hard life. He has had a very difficult life, uh, but yes, uh, they're 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 very very good. <laughs> uh, and yes, so uh, of course he was. Of course, once upon a time, the, the Padawan uh, Caleb Doom. So <sighs> yeah, it was really creepy that Maul knew that, but yes. I mean, <laughs> he knew it because Hera knew it, and I I want. Like, I just need more, like, Hera and Kanan, like, past adventures. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, Because they've been through so much together, you know, again, to the point where she knows everything about him, and they had this wonderful working relationship together, you know, before the series started. Yeah, you do kind of wonder, like, hey, I want, I kind of want some more backstory there. Can we, can we get more of, like, their adventures and their romance question yeah, i don't know yeah
0: yeah i mean it, and and just because where Kanan is by the time we get to star wars rebels and he's so there like there's a lot of like i'm push i'm getting i'm pushing that past aside i'm putting that behind me because i mean it, you know basically he lived through the clones like going crazy, basically. Yeah. And he was, he was basically the cowboy Jedi <sighs> yeah. for a long time. You know, he
1: wouldn't use his lightsaber, he would use a blaster. Yeah.
0: Lightsaber's kind of a dead giveaway. Yeah, totally. Um, But it, it, so there is a lot of, like, a lot of baggage in his past. And to see Maul just dig that right up, like straight out of Hera's head, was just so uncomfortable. Ugh. Well, and especially because there's this, Seemingly
1: competition between Kanan and Maul. Sure. You know, in terms of like, oh, my apprentice. Um, you know, they basically Maul wants to take Ezra as his apprentice. And so digging up any and all dirt that he can on Kanan, it makes sense as a legitimate strategy. Um, and, you know, at the same time, too... Kanan's had so much self-doubt, Yeah, and, you know, ever since he started teaching Ezra, he's been plagued with self-doubt, Yeah, and then with his injury, he was plagued with even more self-doubt. Like, it's it's no wonder that, of course,
0: Maul would probably w- would want to use that as, like, as leverage to get him out of the way. <clears throat> yeah, totally. Yeah, and, and just to clarify for the people in the chat who are uh, like, no, Maul didn't know uh, his name because of pulling it out of Harris' head, I... I agree. I, I do agree. Uh, I believe Andrew Fedge said that it it's sort of like, yes and no. Like, it seemed like he just pulled it out of Hera's head, but at the same time, it also implied that, like, he knows... Some of this history, and I and I do totally, totally agree with you that 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 is uh, in fact the case. I mean, he was around during the Clone That's Wars. That's absolutely and, true. You yeah. know, prior to to Episode One, he was working with the Chancellor. Sure, so. sure, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm sure I, he
1: would know a ton about the Jedi. Yeah,
0: I just, I sort of, I guess that what for me, I sort of wonder if he, like, I, I have no doubt that he knew who Caleb Doom was, but I just wonder if like. Hera's presence and, you know, him probing around in her mind just confirmed just for like, him. oh,
1: okay, yeah, it was that guy. That is that guy, but yeah, like, you know what I mean? But at the same time, I'm not sure that he would know Caleb by name, you know, just, because he was just, he was just a Padawan at that point, you know, he was yeah. just kind of a nobody Padawan. Absolutely, Why? Yeah. Why would
0: that name at all be important to him? Yeah, and now, and and one of the things that I really enjoyed about this episode was how much we were kind of Portraying Kanan in the light of really being a, a Jedi Master. I mean, Ezra calls him Master in this episode, and I got like just like heart
1: feels for
0: Clemson. Yeah, <laughs> totally.
1: Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. No, probably nobody's ever called him that before.
0: Yeah, uh. I, I certain, I, I'm, I certainly don't particularly remember. Ezra saying yes, Master, with as much conviction. Yes, yes, like he definitely meant it when he called him Master yeah, in this I would episode. Have to go back and see if he ever did previously, but it never stuck out to me. Yeah, not not in the way it did in no. in this episode. So maybe maybe in the chat, you guys uh, can recall. Feel free to uh, yeah, us, yeah, feel free to correct <laughs> us because uh, I got a I got a lot of TV shows in my head uh, but besides given, this one. <laughs> but given the last episode, like
1: this one has a little bit more mm. uh, like emotional and conviction behind it you yeah know, because again they were they were separated for a while and Canaan's come back and so calling him master is like a reaffirmation of their relationship
0: yeah no i yeah definitely though it, though speaking of masters and there's a, a lot of uh buzz about this in the chat uh that basically maul in this episode refers to ezra to Kanan as our apprentice <laughs> to suggest like, they have joint yeah, like, they're, like they're sharing him
1: <laughs> which I, yeah,, I, I mean, it makes sense because they've both taught him things, sure, absolutely. and, and but, and I think it was also an additional jab. At, instead of just saying, my apprentice, like our apprentice, like we're teaching him together,
0: yeah. Uh
1: he's learning from the both of us. Well, in
0: regards to the to the master conversation, uh Timberwolf uh, four ten says Ezra has called him master, but only in passing, I think. Uh and uh Megan agrees that Ezra did call Kanan master a couple times during the first season, but can't really remember the specifics of it. But I still think that, you know, this this is one of the first times where you're sort of feeling the emotional weight of that title. Yeah,
1: and again, he's coming into his own as a man. Yeah, and yeah, as, yeah. You know, as an adult, like, making that choice to follow Kanan. It's a little different than when you're just a kid and you're just going
0: along so with it. So how interesting was his confrontation with Maul, where he was like, oh, Ezra, you know, what is it, what is it that you want to do? He's like, well, obviously, I want to mm-hmm. destroy the Sith <laughs> and <laughs> save the Jedi. And he's like... Oh. That's adorable. You're so <laughs>
1: ambitious. That's great. Yeah, that's great. And and you gotta love a villain like Maul right now too, because when when Ezra asks him in return, he's like, "What do you want?" And Maul is just like, "I just want one thing. Hope. I know." And, it, and it's like, "Hmm." I have some thoughts on that because on the one hand there's again we and we talked about it in the season finale yeah. last last you know at the end of the last season that there's so much sincerity mm-hmm. behind maul's quest for sure and, you know the amount of loss that he has suffered to get up to this point yeah and the fact that he was used and thrown away totally and used again you know you can understand everything he's feeling and he's lost everything mm-hmm. Um, but the thing he's hoping
0: for is undoubtedly revenge. Oh, I'm sure it is. <laughs> but the thing is, is and again, it's like you said, like there is this sort of twisted sincerity to the character of Maul. Now, let me ask you this. When he had the conversation with Ezra... Wherein he's like, oh, I don't know, you turned on me and you basically tried to kill all my friends. He's like, I know, well, yes, I turned on them, but I would never I turn would on never you. never turn on you. But, like, <laughs> do you believe him? It's, well, a- absolutely not.
1: Because the, the, the. the, the- the sith relationship is always based on that yeah we're we're a partnership, you know there there must always be two, but that relationship is based on the idea that eventually yeah. one of you will kill the other one and will have to replace said one, like either the the student will surpass the master, kill him, and then take on an apprentice, or the master will tire of his apprentice, discard them, and get a new one, yeah, like so. But I would never betray you as long as it's convenient for me. Exactly, like in the
0: fine print exactly. of that comment. <laughs> uh, we appear to have uh, Stephen Stanton uh, in the chat, who oh. is uh, the voice of Tarkin. <laughs> Hello, Stephen. <laughs> uh, who says Sam knocks it out of the park with Maul? He took a character with very few lines uh, in the prequels and built a whole persona around him. And what a persona it is! It oh my sure goodness. Sure is. And I was gonna like he is the king. Like snarky bad, you know what I mean? Like it's so it'll be so interesting. And 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 somebody mentioned earlier um, that uh, they uh, that they hope it doesn't go back and forth with villains between Thrawn and Mall all season. And I totally agree because I would love to see. I mean, these two characters would not they could not work together. They are complete no. opposites in terms of their sort of approach. To things, and that Maul is such an emotional being. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, and
1: again, it makes sense. It's so interesting (laughs) seeing a character who, in the prequels, was just the strong, silent type. Absolutely, he was awesome. But like the the
0: idea that he can like sit here and like monologue with the best of them. Oh my gosh, so cool! I was actually literally just thinking about that when I was watching this episode. I was like, he. Barely said anything in the Phantom Menace. I remember I was like, "Did he even talk?" <laughs> I think he had like two lines. Yeah, um,
1: but like now, and, and again, part of it is with age and experience mm-hmm. and everything like that. But he really has come into his own as a force yeah. to be reckoned with. Because, in the, I think during the Clone Wars animated series, he was just angry. And yeah, he was smart and conniving and everything like sure. that. Sure. Well, and but, I mean, he did like take over the Mandalorians,
0: and, <laughs> and yeah, it was it was a it was a, it was a whole like, thing. Like,
1: he ruled their planet for. a Yeah, he did. (laughs) (laughs) Which we get a nod to in this episode. Is that true? It was a thing, it happened. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Mistakes were made. But yeah, like the fact that he's come into his own and I'm just thinking right now and trying really hard not to like have my brain explode with all the geekiness. But right now in this series, in Rebels, we have something that I think nobody ever thought could exist in Star Wars, where we have Darth Maul, Thrawn. Mm And Darth Vader. I know! All
0: at the same time yeah. crossing paths with these characters. Totally. And I mean, the Emperor's chilling somewhere. The like Emperor's he's he's Tarkin's Tarkin. still around. I know,
1: seriously. <laughs> I, I have a lot of feelings right now about uh, all of these players on the board at the same time. Yes. I don't know if they'll ever cross paths, but the fact that they're all in motion at once Definitely. is something, for some reason, I just never thought would happen.
0: Yep. Uh, Ros Mystica in the chat asks, uh, Emma, Megan, I have a question. For you, uh, pick one to stay, Thrawn or Maul. Well, if I had to fight them, I would prefer (laughs) Maul because of the whole, like, he is an emotional being, and, and you can, like, bring somebody to the point of anger that they kind of get weakened or short-sighted. I mean, we, we see even in this episode that they, they take advantage of a moment of him being sort of distracted and are like, they get out of there. You know what I mean? Yeah. If if we're talking about a fight, I would definitely rather sure. go up against... I would lose in oh, either, either situation. situation.
1: <laughs> but, like, if we're talking about a fight, then, yeah, I would rather go up against Maul because you can get him angry enough to the point where he would be short-sighted. I don't know if Thrawn is capable of getting angry. <laughs> like, I don't know, man. I don't know if that's even a possible thing. But in terms of like, it, just in, if we were just saying like, hey, if like one of these two characters had to stay, right? In the series, it's hard not to say Mall because he's so not. interesting, exactly, and, and emotional, and
0: compelling, and sympathetic. Exactly. Yes, I mean, and that that is what it, it. That for me, and and don't get me wrong, like I love Thron. I'm so excited to see him on this season. He's so terrifying. You yeah. just need to see that on screen. But there is
1: that level of sympathy with Maul. There's that level of sympathy with Maul, but I would have to say, I would probably take Thrawn to be honest. Again, I, I sympathize more with Maul and I find him extremely compelling, but at the same time, I'm like, I haven't gotten Thrawn in an animated capacity before, sure. So I kind of want to see what he does, right? Right. And, you know all the all the stuff that he has in motion. You know, a guy who only ever see like who sees the bigger picture for what it is. Yes. Um, you know where Maul is just kind of more about his personal vengeance. Absolutely, yeah.
0: Maul is definitely not a big picture kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> you might have taken over a planet once. But yeah, that's it, yeah. But, but just kind of circling back to the, you know, would Maul have betrayed Ezra, or does he mean it when he said, I never would have betrayed you? I really do believe that in his own way, he does mean it, because he thinks that everything he is doing for Ezra is for Ezra's own good well and he to be fair too he doesn't think of himself as a
1: Sith anymore no 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 he's you know he's just like hey this is this is how I learned how to use the force this is how I'll teach you how to use the force and you know there there could be that because he was used and thrown away and has nothing left to fight for except revenge it could be that in again that twisted way he is looking for a family of sorts yeah, and maybe because he was betrayed when he was an apprentice he's like, sure. I would never betray
0: my apprentice. Absolutely, yeah and I and again, it's like, do I think he would do things that were contrary to what Ezra actually wanted? Absolutely. Absolutely. Like killing his friends. Sure, <laughs> but Maul didn't think that that was hurting Ezra. Like, I truly believe that Maul thinks everything that he was doing you know, on Malachor <laughs> was for Ezra's own good. Or
1: even, or or maybe not even, like, yeah. It,
0: or, like, like, that offhanded comment. Just, like, oh, yeah, kill the prisoners. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, He'll thank me
1: for it later. Yeah. It's fine.
0: <laughs> Dan Blaster in the chat has a really good question. Uh, would you guys like to see a confrontation between Maul and the Emperor, or a flashback between them, considering the last time we saw them together was at the end of Clone Wars? Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. I mean, and especially because... As we were talking about, it's like Maul was betrayed when he was an apprentice. And so, like, I, yes. Didn't the Emperor
1: kill his brother? Am yeah. I remembering that I correctly? So. I'm pretty sure yeah. the Emperor <laughs> super murdered his brother. So, yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. I, I mean, it would be great. We, we've only gotten little, you know, little tidbits of the Emperor uh, throughout yeah. this series. So, I don't know how close to the chest they want to play that character along with Darth Vader for this season. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, we have Maul, why not? Again, both characters are still in play yeah. at this particular yeah. point. Yeah, and in I series. and I think
0: that the, the use of Maul being obviously in a more visible position than we ever get Vader or the Emperor, at least thus far, has is really smart because again, it's like you're taking this character who we saw in the prequels, who people really liked. Just because, honestly, he was really cool looking. He just, <laughs> he just looked
1: really cool and yeah. he had a
0: double-edged lightsaber. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, but yeah, it it it's so great to play with this villain who you know, and and again, like now he's suddenly this super interesting character with all these interesting backstories and motivations, and I I like the sort of quest to get the two holocrons and bring them together. Now, let me just bring this up, (laughs) Megan, since you also uh, were on the Sailor Moon Crystal After Show with me. Uh, Two holocrons, bringing them together, way better than bringing together two silver crystals. Yes! Two silver crystals (laughs) equals the end of the universe. Two holocrons together, infinite knowledge. Enlightenment. Yes, (laughs) though, I have to say, I, the Bendus words really, like, resonated with me where he basically was like, once a thing is known, it, it cannot be unknown. And there's a lot of
1: truth to that. You know, there's yeah. a lot of truth that, that old adage, ignorance is bliss. And, um, and who knows, it could be that, like these particular folks just aren't prepared to know the secrets of the universe, you sure, know? Sure, Or the sure. secrets of the Force. Like, it might physically be too much for a person to contain. Like, they could... They they could have ended up comatose for, like, the rest of the series mm-hmm. if they had been allowed to continue. Yeah. Like, it, it might have just been overwhelming. Totally, yeah. Yeah!
0: Because I, I agree. I mean, there is... It's, it, like you said, the adage of ignorance is bliss, and you want to know things to a certain extent but you don't want to know everything well, and there's also the um kind of the cassandra effect of like like cuz yeah, uh, just cuz you we, know doesn't mean
1: people believe you. Yeah, just because you know p- people might not believe you, but you could also um you could also be like Greek tragedy Oedipus thing where you in trying to avoid or accomplish your your preconceived destiny like actually end up becoming, you know, instrumental in your own destruction. Absolutely. Um because we see that, you know in when they bring the holocrons together, we hear very vague two sons and then and then, you know, we have Maul going, He lives Ugh. Which we're getting heavy allusions to Obi Wan and Tatooine. And uh, forgive me if I'm jumping ahead. No. But, jump jump into it. But like <laughs> It could be that the truth, like, that they were looking at, you know, is, you know, the person who will bring the Force back into balance, which is Luke, Luke, and he's on Tatooine.
0: Yeah. Um, And
1: while, yes, Maul might, is (laughs) most definitely preoccupied with Obi-Wan, Ezra might have been seeing, oh, the key to the destruction of the Sith is, you know, Luke Skywalker, who is on Tatooine right now. Yeah. Um, But... Again, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, look what happened the last time we tried to fulfill a prophecy about bringing balance to the force. It didn't end so well for the yeah. Jedi. Yeah, uh, I. Y-
0: that's very true. Yes, it ended very terribly, very badly,
1: very badly. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and that's the thing, and that that therein is sort of the the trouble with the force is that it always has to be in balance. So which when you, what does that even mean, guys? It means that you've always it that it's going to be this constant i mean it, it is it's just sort of an allegory in some ways for the never ending epic struggle between good and evil yeah and, and it's so frustrating too,
1: because like a lot of i feel like there are a lot of like ancillary star wars characters mm-hmm, that like mm-hmm. point out or like darth revan where it's like right. hey the force is pretty messed up if the force is what's causing us to be in constant conflict with one another sure maybe it'd be better if the force just didn't exist at all then the universe could just go Mm-mm. on its own accord mm-hmm. yep. and it's like you know darth revan kind of had a point <laughs> <laughs> There's some. There might be something to that. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah, I agree. And it's interesting because you know now that in in this season of Rebels, you know we've introduced the character of the Bendu, who uh, the Xehanorto pointed. So cool. I know, I'm super cool, and the Zay-Norto, uh pointed out in the chat. He was like, uh, uh what? has everybody just been overlooking this, like, major force player in the universe forever? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I feel like he's just been hanging out on this spider planet. just like, whatever, it doesn't have anything to do with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I, and I was also really surprised to see him again so soon too. Sure, I kind of yeah. thought that we were, we're going to put him to bed for a
0: little while. For a little while. And, and same with the holocron. I didn't think we were going uh, yeah. to get go back to it so quickly because yep. we just put it away. Yeah. But I did like that when Ezra initially got the Sith holocron back and he and, and Kanan were together and they're like, "Okay, we're going to go to the ghost. We're going to save our friends." And, and and Kanan gave him the choice. He's like, "If you think that opening that Sith holocron you're going to learn something that's going to help us save our friends, then do it." Oh no, responsibility! I know, ah, I know, back. I know. And Ezra's like, nah, that's cool, I'd, I'd rather uh, listen to you. <laughs> Tell me what to do,
1: Dad! <laughs> yeah,
0: definitely. But yeah, in regards to certain, certainly the uh, the suggestions we got uh, that uh, we're going to potentially see Tatooine and one of uh, two characters, possibly two characters. Possibly uh, two! Megan asks us, uh, who would you prefer to see on the show, Obi-Wan or Luke? Um,
1: it's so... I would definitely prefer to see Obi-Wan. Same. Because, oh, like, as
0: as much as we love Luke... Of course. The thing is, is his story hasn't started yet. It hasn't it started yet. It starts
1: with a new and hope.
0: also, we kind of know what's going on with Luke. He's being a dumb kid growing up on yeah, Tatooine, I mean, you know what I mean?
1: He's just, you know, looking for some power converters. It's fine. Um, You know, he's just growing up and generally being bored. And that was kind of the point of where we come into his life with A New Hope is he's just kind of bored with his life and like, this is the path he's going to take and he wants to be a pilot and go on adventures and stuff like that. But like, there's not really much to that. He's just lived a normal life and that's the point. If suddenly, yes. as a kid, we pull him into this adventure, I agree, takes away a
0: lot from his hero's journey. I, I, I definitely agree with you because we, because that, I mean, that's the thing about Star Wars is it fits that classic hero's journey, like, to a T. I mean, there's, you know, you've got the kid at the beginning of the story, just living a normal life, dreams of adventure, suddenly he's thrust into adventure, we meet a mentor character. Exactly. You know what I mean? And and also, like, if we're talking about
1: Obi-Wan, like... How frustrating... Like, the idea he's there protecting Luke, (laughs) wouldn't it be nice to see him actually protect Luke from something? Yeah. Like, I don't know, Darth Maul? Or, like, the Empire in some capacity? Because otherwise he's just being
0: a hermit, not doing anything. Absolutely. Well, and he must have been doing something, because everyone on Tatooine seems to know who he is, and they're like, he's that crazy old man. He's that crazy Hermit. (laughs) Yeah, what if he means old Ben. (laughs) Yeah, Zaynorto says, "Uh, his name is Ben Kenobi during this time frame. Who's this Obi-Wan you speak of? (laughs) Uh, And everybody in the chat wants uh, Darth Revan to be canon in Star Wars, and I totally agree with you, Mike's Vlogs, that it would be pretty spectacular to see uh, an Old Republic Series, those games are fantastic. Uh, I really was very much in love with Carthogenesis when I played <laughs> that game on Xbox when I was a kid. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Again, it's one of those things where it's kind of because of the nature of mm-hmm. the the old republic, sure. you know, the protagonist and everything like that. It's like it's could kind of either hard way, to say and yeah, definitively like what you should make canon. But yeah, a few nods, like oh, I'll make Darth Revan canon. That that I feel yeah. like could still work in yeah. the grand scheme of things. Absolutely, you never know
0: that it happened with Thrawn. It could happen, guys. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and again, just you know, kind of. Coming back to the Bendu and something that we definitely harped on a lot last week, but I I still think holds true is like it's so great to have this character that lies firmly in the middle.
1: Yeah, and and that's the thing is that, and we were talking about the prophecy too that the Jedi's version of bringing balance to the Force is. All completely light, mm-hmm. you know, like no no more sin. Yeah. just Jedi. That's not balance. No. A character like the Bendu knows what balance is. Yep. Yeah, and it's less about like whether you're good or evil. It's more about like being sure and confident in yourself and kind of, I guess, just generally content with the universe.
0: Yeah, and and uh, it, exactly. And something, again, that I know I've said many times on this show that I like so much about Star Wars Rebels is you do have the time to have these characters who do have the potential to land somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Or who are, you know, very evil characters and don't necessarily have a tragic backstory a la Anakin Skywalker, (laughs) where it was like he was basically like, you are the one true hope, and that just (laughs) thrust him into a very bad place.
1: (laughs) Or, yeah, and even, like, it goes back to how the original trilogy was going to end. Yeah. Originally, it wasn't going to be a happy-go-lucky sort of, yay, everybody wins scenario. It was going to end very much like like a Western of Luke Skywalker walking off into the sunset, like, kind of in a morally ambiguous place. Yeah. So it's nice to see the universe embrace more characters like that, where it's like, hey, guys... The world isn't just black and white.
0: There's... There's a lot of, you know. There's many shades of gray. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right, so let's look at some uh, questions and comments from the hashtag uh, that we got going into the show today. Because we uh, had quite a few. We had quite a few. Uh, so, at uh, B Buster Bill asks, who has the better beard, Kanan or Lion Turtle? <laughs> parentheses, Bendu.
1: <laughs> I would say probably the Bendu. He's, okay. he's had a little bit more time
0: to, to like grow it out. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Though Kanan looks real nice with the beard. It it suits him. It It does. It suits him.
1: Although I'm more about like the the callous like mutton chops. Sure. (laughs) But yeah, Kanan wears it well.
0: Yep, absolutely. Uh yes, uh the uh says, uh so an observation I had, Bendu seems like a more casual Yoda. Just as wise but not as strict or as stern as the old Jedi master. Again, I think that comes from the I like the he, all good is not balanced. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep.
1: Yeah, and again, when you get a character who has been around for as long as both mm-hmm. Yoda and the Bendu, like I like those older characters who still have that sense of humor of like I'm gonna teach you, but I'm also gonna entertain myself while I do it. Yeah, and
0: I and I definitely see those like shades of Yoda and <laughs> and gosh, Tom Baker is great as the Bendu. He ben was do. so I good, mean, guys. It's Tom Baker. <laughs> I uh, might have to wear my uh, Tom Baker scarf sometime on the show. <laughs> the next totally one for sure. Yeah, definitely not... Uh, His
1: performance transcends time and it space. Does. It does.
0: <laughs> wow, that was dangerously close to a pun for you, Megan.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Let's never speak of this moment again. It never happened.
0: Yeah, nobody tell Katie. Zayanorto uh, asks, Opinions on what Maul and Ezra saw when the holocrons combined. Uh, I'm betting on a certain hermit chilling at the dunes, which, of course, we have uh, discussed at length.
1: (laughs) Which, that is kind of the obvious Mm -hmm. kind of Mm go-to answer. mm -hmm. I I know a few people in the chat have brought up the possibility that it's not Obi-Wan, that it's actually somebody else. I feel like they're leaning more towards Obi-Wan.
0: But I I would also
1: leave it to the show
0: to subvert
1: those expectations, too. I
0: I wouldn't, this is the thing, is I I think it's Obi-Wan... I hope it's Obi-Wan because I really want it to be Obi-Wan. I love that character and um yeah that was another character that for me like those are the things I remember when I went and saw Phantom Menace. I think it was about 14 when that movie came out. I have vivid memories of seeing it in the theaters and like I was so in love with Ewan McGregor as <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi. Who was it? I mean like that was one of the first times in my lives where I, I remember feeling like, I can't, like, I can't, he's so attractive, I can't look at the screen. I can't, I can't even articulate it. Yeah.
1: Well, and, and, like, how, how dreamy he was aside, it's also really cool to see, you know, a character like obi-wan to yeah. see him in his youth when he's rambunctious absolutely and like, you know you know deferring to qui-gon and sure. then sure and then like the the prequels didn't do it very well but the moments where he and anakin actually do have like friendly banter absolutely. and actually are like acting as friends instead of like bickering or sure. talking about how they're such great friends right like he really did a great job in that performance. Oh absolutely, really absolutely. And, you, and, and in those rare moments you really buy it. You yeah. really buy their friendship. And I
0: mean in, in the Clone Wars animated series too, it's like James Arnold Taylor and Matt Lantern did such a good job, like yeah. really
1: playing with that and developing that. And so I just developing all those things that the movies only talked
0: about. Right, yeah. exactly. Like I like I believed that they actually had this relationship in Clone Wars. And so, it's almost like, it's almost like if you watch all of Clone Wars, and then you watch the last film of the prequels. It makes for a better
1: viewing. (laughs) It makes for a
0: much better viewing. It's way more heartbreaking when Obi-Wan, like, has his freak out about you were the chosen one! (laughs) Uh, uh, Anyway. Um, uh, Let's see. Uh, Xehanorto also asks, uh, do you think that Ezra has truly forgiven Kanan, or that there is still some resentment for the half a year he was abandoned by him?
1: I think that, like, for uh, when we talked about this mm-hmm. a little bit last week, I feel like right now he's just so happy to have Kanan back. I
0: agree. And I actually felt in this episode like he was even more grateful. I mean, it comes down to that really lovely moment they had where he called him master and that, and, and, you know. Kanan saying to Ezra what what Hera told Canaan to say to Ezra in the last episode where he was like he's like it's not Ezra's fault and she's like yeah I, I wish you would tell him well, that and-, and and even right now even in this episode we get like um we get a lot of the source
1: of like what is actually bothering Ezra sure, and sure. it was the guilt he felt mm-hmm. for Kanan going blind. And you know, Kanan's like, I never blamed you. You need to forgive yourself mm-hmm. at this point. Mm-hmm. So I think it's possible that there especially if Ezra down the line gets wrapped up in his anger, like yeah. that that hurt could come back of like you left us, you abandoned us. But I think right now he's just so grateful to have Kanan back. Yeah. And you know, and if he can let go of his guilt for, you know, for what happened to Kanan, I think only see that as being something brought up, really, like down the line, in
0: like a moment of absolute rage mm-hmm. or frustration or sorrow. Absolutely. Uh, and then Mike's vlogs uh, asks, uh, "What did Maul mean when he said that he seeks hope?" Well, we talked about this a little bit too. Yeah. I think
1: I think it's I, it's that twisted sincerity. It's yeah. like he does want something to live for, yeah. and if that thing happens, whether that's Teaching Ezra and finding an apprentice in like a makeshift family in that sort of way, maybe, but more like, more than likely, it's revenge. Yeah. Like, if he had, if one thing is going to motivate Maul to do anything, it's gonna be revenge. It's gonna be taking out
0: the people that ruined his life. Part of me, though, is like, what if, what if it's not revenge? What, cause that, that's again, I'm just, I feel like this whole episode, I've just been like, Maul is such a great character, but he really is. But there, because he, there is like, his own sort of like mall sincerity you know you kind of you kind of wonder well and yeah maybe
1: maybe the only maybe and he wants maybe right now he feels like revenge isn't something available to him right. because prior to this moment theoretically he thinks Obi-Wan Kenobi's dead um, and that he'll never be able to get revenge on the Emperor so, maybe he's just like, "I'm just looking for hope. I'm just looking for something to live for." And then the holocron shows him that obi-wan Kenobi is alive, and he's like,
0: "Great, found it. I'm gonna oh, go do that yeah, you're right. like i'm gonna go I'm gonna go get my revenge though i though part of me is also like hope for creating something other than the Because he doesn't identify as Sith yeah. anymore, so now I'm like, okay, well, he keeps referring to Ezra as being his apprentice, so maybe he like, sees Ezra as his yeah, hope of maybe carrying on his own sort of twisted, maybe evil-neutral legacy. For, maybe it's hope for change. Because yeah. this is a guy
1: who's been motivated by revenge for so long. Yeah. Maybe he feels like nothing else is available to him. So maybe deep down he he hopes for something different. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'm giving him more credit than I should. I, you know what?
0: I actually don't think so. Because I, I think, again, you, he's too complex a character to simply mean I'm seeking hope. Like I want to get revenge on everyone who's wronged me. In a way, yes, that is what he hopes for. But I, but I do, I do think it is a bigger picture kind of thing. Like,
1: yeah, of like, is this all that I am? Is this all that I'll ever be? Right. I hope I can be something different.
0: Yeah, after Ooh. I get revenge, absolutely. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the revenge is uh, <laughs> is definitely a part of it because, again, you know, you have such an emotional creature in Ma I mean, that's by definition almost. It's like the Sith embrace how those emotions make them feel and empowers them but i Mall is kind of like the extreme of that (laughs) yeah and the thing is is that even if you were to get revenge that
1: you know what comes after that sure sure so it's like just hope of like hey is there something to break this endless cycle yeah you know yep yep so it could be any number of things yep uh, yeah. Maybe he's just hoping for a nice, you know, condo. He can settle down, like on on like Naboo. Sure. He's, like, yeah,
0: just beachside condo, chilling by the water, and <laughs> go hang out with some Gungans. And
1: <laughs> I was thinking of like beachfront property and nice, lovely sunsets. Yeah, I, I had for I think blocked that the Gungans... <laughs> Uh, uh, existed. In my mind. <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe maybe no. a different planet yeah. with like love. Coruscant, Coruscant's great. Sure,
0: yeah, nice <laughs> nice uh, urban setting, um, scale apartment. Yeah, you could have like a penthouse. <laughs> Perfect. I think that's exactly what he meant by hope. <laughs> All right, before we wrap things up, guys, I want to take a second to talk to you about iTunes. Ooh. I know iTunes is a wonderful place where you can go and listen to our shows. We love that we have so many people who tune in live every week. Uh, we love hanging out with you here, so even if you are listening on iTunes, I highly recommend that you check us out on YouTube as well, but if you are uh, watching on YouTube, you can also listen to us on iTunes if you're, like, driving in your car, and you're like, man, that Star Wars Rebels after show was so much fun, I want to relive it, you can do that by listening to us on iTunes, you s- can subscribe to us there, also you can leave us reviews in the iTunes store, which I really, really like, it makes us look legit and cool, and <laughs> convinces people that they should come uh, into the studio and talk with us on the show, uh, hint, hint, <laughs> nudge nudge. But uh we do have a new iTunes review uh from uh, September twenty sixth of two thousand sixteen. So does that is that timing wise? Yep, yeah, that would be that okay. would be new. That would have just popped up. <laughs> uh I was like I was like, our last one was from April twenty seventh. I feel uh, like I always have to do the math whenever I, I come do too. in here. So, uh, I'm like, I mean especially How when, many weeks has it been since I've been in this studio? Exactly. Especially when you come back to a show. So I so I'm guessing that this review actually got written right before we went live with the new season, but it takes a minute for stuff to show up in iTunes. Uh, And also, if you are not... A U.S. iTunes Store user, and you leave us a review, we will not see it. Yeah. So screen cap it, please. Do. Tweet it
1: at us. It still, it still helps all our analytics and everything Absolutely. like that. Um, so we still very much appreciate yeah, it, it. It exists. We still want to see it. And so, yeah, please screen
0: cap it and send it to us yes. because we we want to give you the recognition you deserve. Yes. Uh, so this is love this podcast three exclamation points by X. Do not play X. Uh, I listen to this podcast after every episode. I love all the people on the panel and enjoy hearing their viewpoints. I hope they get to review season three. Here we are. Yay! (laughs) Uh, Yes. So now now I'm like, did I read that last week? Anyway, we appreciate uh, the feedback, guys. You rock. And uh, again, if you do leave us a review in the iTunes store, we will give you a shout-out on the show. Uh, Any last uh, thoughts before we uh, wrap this up here?
1: Just, if this is just episode two, like, I have, I am very... Very intrigued as to what the rest of the season has in store. I I'm hoping that we we get like full momentum and that we kind of go minimal on the filler this season. Yeah, because I feel like you know a season where episode two is Darth Maul. I'm like I'm I'm okay with that. I'm okay. Can we can we keep going with that? That's super. Yeah.
0: I yeah I totally agree. Uh, yeah. I feel like we're. This is the thing. Is is something that I I think that they did a really nice job of in the last season was kind of balancing those episodes of okay, we're, we're running at full speed, we're gonna uh, and then taking those moments to go back and have things like Space Whales um, <laughs> Uh, But I I think we spent a lot of time on character development over the past couple of seasons, which is good. And we're seeing the fruits of that now in the characters as as they're appearing. You know, there were people in the chat sort of comparing Ezra in some ways to Ahsoka. I mean, Ahsoka started off very much as kind of like, you know, they put this cute girl Jedi character in here to appeal to the kids, and then she became, like, a total badass. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Over the coast of course, Clone Wars as well, it was, and then just continuing her story into Rebels was incredible. It's
1: so interesting seeing like, so, I, I, I don't think there are very many characters where people start off Hating them to the degree that people hated Ahsoka and then like ended up loving her to the yeah. degree, degree that they love I her. I know.
0: Yeah. It's so interesting. Uh, so before we wrap things up completely here, uh, let's uh, talk about some predictions for the next episode. <laughs> and now, you're after Buzz TV predictions. <laughs> Thank you, uh, Megan, in the chat for reminding me to do predictions. Uh, well, <laughs> let's see the next episode is entitled hmm the Antilles extraction <laughs> I think that's fairly obvious that we're gonna see a little uh wedge Antilles action which is great so yeah the that one like are we going to Tatooine?
1: or like is that where we're ultimately going I mean basically my season
0: what what the what the Preview the little clip that Wedge Antilles is in. Kind of insinuates is that it's going to be uh, the story of kind of how he ended up joining the rebellion. Aww. Yeah, Aww. which will be super fun. Sad,
1: <laughs> sad. Well, <laughs>
0: uh, doomed prequelitis is what Katie would say. Doomed prequelitis. Perfect. Wonderful. Just like,
1: because, uh, but yeah, it'll be fun because. Uh, prior to things happening. Like, he was a fun character. It was pretty awesome. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And I mean, you know, uh, it's always, again, it it's always nice to see them use characters who maybe just made a couple of appearances, who ultimately we know very little about and expand their storylines in addition to creating all... Because, you know, for... For Rebels especially, you know, the, the main characters who are following were all created for Star Wars Rebels. Mm-hmm. And so the way that they kind of managed to sprinkle in other characters from the series is uh, pretty great. It's kind
1: of <laughs> like when you bring your own toys and then, like, other people are like, oh, hey, you can play with these too. And it's like, really? Yeah, Ooh, it's going to be great. Yep. Yep. So uh, this is, uh, we'll get a so little... So what do you think is the inciting thing that makes him go, I want to join the Rebellion? Um... Do you think it's an inciting incident, or is, do you think it's just like, "Hey, I can get off tattooing"? Yeah,
0: well, I mean, you know, I, I, it's, it's any, uh, anybody who, uh, uh, why does anybody join the rebellion? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, they're so. It's just, it's such a broad question, and and you know, as somebody who I think will also kind of fall into that sort of classic hero model, I, I don't know. It, it could very much just be a like. It's I want right to fight. Thing it's the to right do. thing to yeah. do. I want to make a difference. But uh I, I Yeah, I want to make a difference for sure. Yeah. I was bored probably won't suffice. Yeah, no, I don't think I was bored is uh, <laughs> is correct. Is so. anyone's reason for joining the rebellion? Yeah. But again, it's like you're you're taking a character who who, you know, is I mean, obviously like he's very active and he ends up um forming oh what is it called? Phantom Squadron, please correct me if I'm wrong. Uh but um they, but again, he's just like one of the rebel pilots. It's cool, so I don't know yeah, no, and
1: again, it'll be really cool, and they they mentioned a lot you know in the last episode too about building a fleet, and yes. I, I think bringing in a character like this is instrumental in
0: building that fleet, yep, so uh, it'll be it'll be very interesting to see uh alas. Uh, neither Megan nor I will actually be here next week. <laughs> Katie will be flying solo. Uh, well, she won't be flying solo. We'll find we'll find other uh, temporary pilots to to uh... <laughs> to come to her aid. Yes, we don't want to we don't want to leave her out to dry. But uh, we are going to bring this episode of the Star Wars Rebels after show. To a close. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us. Megan, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you guys can follow
1: me on Twitter and Instagram at TheManguin, That's T H E M E N G U I N. I'm also on a bunch of shows here at AfterBuzz and write
0: articles for the Movie Chick. That's Chick with two Ks. Be sure to check those out. Uh, and my name is Emma Fife. I can be found all over the internet at my name, Emma Fife, E M M A F Y F F E. Uh, you can find me on a bunch of shows here at After Buzz TV. I tweet about all of them. I tweet about everything I'm doing all the time. So just follow me on Twitter, guys. It's a super fun place to be. Uh, again, Megan and I will not be here next week, but the show will be on. So do tune in. Same time, same place. Remember, you can always tweet at us using that hashtag ABTVRebels to talk to us throughout the week, throughout your lives, and let us know all of your thoughts on the show. And uh, Megan and I will see you in two weeks. But Katie will Bye, see you here guys. next week. Bye. Bye.